Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Small doses. Self-help from the hip. Small doses. We're talking that shit. Small doses. And keeping it real. Small doses. With me and Nancy Seals. So funky. <laughs> Folks, this week, I feel like this is a very timely, it's very timely, this podcast, very timely. Not for, for many reasons, right? So first of all, this week we are side effects of self-care. Also, you might hear some wrestling because I'm wearing a windbreaker suit. And the whole point of the suit is that you can hear a swish, 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 swish. I had a friend whose parents owned, they were like a pastor of a church and it was a mother and father. And literally every Sunday after church, they would do church and they would come home and put on matching Nike Swiss Swiss suits and go for a walk around the neighborhood. And I was like, if it ain't that kind of love, I don't want it. If it ain't matching Nike Swiss Swiss suit love, I don't want it. Swiss Swiss Swiss. Why is this you? Like I envision this. <laughs> that's that's what I want. Like if it ain't that, I'm like I will just marry my cat. <laughs> Make that nigga a suit, a switch, switch suit. Lando be out here, meow meow, switch, switch. It's, it's fine. fine, it's fine. So side effects of self care. Yeah, and you Am got on a switch. The voice you're hearing is a very good friend of mine. Christina Rice, who is our guest today. We will, of course, later in People I Like, get into more of what Christina does in the self-care space um, with her work. But but before that, you know, I just wanted us to just talk about, like, this journey to self-care. Because also, we've been in this game a long time in terms of the entertainment industry, which which has its own needs. Then we're both black women. So that's its own thing. And then, you know, just if you're just even remotely conscious about... <laughs> literally anything outside of yourself at this point, like right. you're going to need some self-care because there isn't really anything in place to care about you if you don't care about you. Absolutely. <laughs> but, <laughs> and I think that's something that a lot of us um, underestimate and don't really, don't really truly like take hold of the fact that like you have to sleep. It, like you, you gotta sleep. Like I was on an interview in Atlanta, and the radio, the girl was like, "Where do you find time to sleep?" And I'm like, "I, I prioritize sleep." And she's like, "But where do you find time, though?" I'm like, "I prioritize it. Like right. I make it my business to get good sleep so I can be better, not only at business but also just like at my being a person. And when you have sleep, it also helps you be better at minding your business mm-hmm. and knowing when it's not your business <laughs> and when it is." But there's been a lot going on, first of all, just on a macro level, you know, with just the state of our country for those of us in America that are listening, right? Then even the state of our world, right? Like just on levels from just the human-to-human interaction, but even if you have just an awareness of like the environment and like all that, like we're just in a time. We're in a time that I would be surprised if in the future, if they don't look at this as dark times. This is there's a very medievalness about what's going on right now. The level of toxicity that people sign up for willingly 
that people ingest. Um, like Christina was with me the other day and we were talking about how people are vampires. Like it's like it's like we're leeching off of each other in a way that is draining but not fulfilling. I'm not saying we can't take from each other, right. but can we rejuvenate, you know? Um, so, and then of course, like Nipsey's passing, um, which I think a lot of folks want to be like, creating all these complex like conspiracy theory narratives about and then sometimes it might be just as simple as like oh he pissed somebody off and they had the means to take his life and they did it right now we don't know the at the time of recording this we don't know the full truth of what happened but sometimes i think it's like we don't even realize that we're in times where it could be that simple like well i think it's a scapegoat right it's like Let's blame it on this thing we can't these handle. Aliens, right? Yeah. <laughs> the government, things we can't control when it's legitimately as simple as what we've all grown up with. Like yeah. we've seen this, right? We've known this, you know, gang violence. I'm sure many people listening have known someone, loved someone who has been killed. From gun violence. Yeah. So I think, of course, with celebrities, like we think they're untouchable and it has to be this bigger force, you know, beyond what we're what we're capable of comprehending. But it's, it really could have been and what it looks like was just as simple as somebody who, like you said, had the means, the opportunity, obviously a lot of hate in their heart, which we need to talk about yes. healing. Right. Yes. Um, and, and, and that was just their opportunity. And. Even you saying that, like, I felt like Sunday, I'm already, you know, I've, I've talked about this uh, with you this week about I'm just so stressed, right? I have so much things yeah. going on. But when that happened, I felt like I wanted the world to stop for a moment. Yes. And it wouldn't. Like, no. people were still pulling me, right? And I'm like, do you guys understand what just happened? Right? You know, a father. You called me while I was on stage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you were one of the first people, be, besides Lauren of and course. his family, but we had just, I felt like we had just spoke yes. about them. Yes. Right? And you, I called you and you were literally walking on stage. No, and I was on stage, on stage and I answered the phone. <laughs> That's why I don't want to ever hear niggas tell me they busy. <laughs> I had a homegirl who answered my phone call. While she and she said, Amanda, I'm sorry, I'm elbows deep in the uterus right now, so I have to call you back. So I don't ever want to hear a nigga say I'm too busy to respond to right, a text. Right. But I feel you. You just want you want there to be a breath, right? A pause because it's needed. Mm-hmm. And I feel like just in our daily lives, we don't take a breath or a pause. And Absolutely. there's become this like urgency that is like for no. I don't know why. <laughs> for what? Where is the urgency coming from? And I think so much about the self-care conversation that we're having is breathing. Yeah. And, you know, that that breath brings, I mean, on, a, on a molecular level, right? Yeah. Breathing brings oxygen to your brain. So if your brain is functioning clearer with more air, oxygenation, mm-hmm. then you can think better. You can make a better decision. It's not coming from, like, you know, a place of rage as much as you get a th- certain level of thoughtfulness. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, to your point, I'm like, I felt the same way. Like, I'm like, can we all just take a breath? Just a pause of like, what? Right. Like, I was even, I was so disappointed. There were, there are artists that I'm fans of. And they were just, they were still posting all night, all day. And didn't even acknowledge 
that this pillar in the hip hop community and the community overall was killed. And I was just like, what what's happening? I took a breath from my pause. <laughs> yes. So, I saw artists like posting ads, like, you know, their their well, endorsements. That, in their and, defense. I get it. I get it. No, in their defense. I will say that sometimes that shit is automated. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. That is true. Sometimes it's automated. So, like, you ain't even... Like, I know I have stuff in my Twitter feed that's just automated. And and let me also say, guys, some of that I can't figure out how to turn it off. I can't. <laughs> like, literally, I can't. I can't. I've been trying. There is a sign-up to, like, this AS Agenda newsletter that continues to come up <laughs> on my Twitter feed. Whoever's signing up, my bad, y'all. You're signing up for nothing. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know how to stop it. I don't even right. know what source it's coming from. So that could be a possibility. So let's Maybe. just leave. <laughs> okay, we'll, 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 we'll give them that little that. bit of space. Maybe. Maybe. I'm not talking about like sponsored ads that are just running. I'm talking about like you physically posting something on Instagram, which is not automated. It can be. Okay. I know this because we're trying to figure it out. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> So, but But again, I feel like, um, like you said, the sense of urgency, it's like we're all caught in this like wind tunnel, right? And like we have to constantly keep going, keep going, keep going. And nobody is get to the end of the tunnel. There's no no end. There is no end. And like when they say like, there's going to be more work tomorrow, like work literally is, there's going to be more. Like you cannot finish it in one day. And so... I feel like we have to get to a point where we got to be okay with taking a step back, taking a bit of like a scan of mm. our insides. Like, am I okay? Like, is am I like? Can I tell people no? I cannot do this right now. I need to go to sleep. I need this. And I told you twice. It's only Thursday. Twice this week, I've had to like literally toss shit across the room. Like, I have to go to sleep. And 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 be okay with whatever is left. I behind. didn't finish. I didn't finish. No one's gonna die. No one's gonna no die. No one's gonna die. If I don't finish like, this, nobody, no one's gonna right. die. Nobody is on like a heart machine that no. if I don't finish, you know, this deck, if I don't unless send out this you're email, a nurse. Yes. Like or caring for animals. Like like life. Unless right. you're you know, like I mean, unless you're affecting life. hmm It can wait. And you know what? People think that they're affecting life a lot of times and I'm like what you're doing isn't that deep yeah because what I'm doing isn't that deep (laughs) like it's dope and you believe in it and Mm -hmm. it's affecting your life but you know I I I think that it's so important like you said that (laughs) twice this week you had to be like yeah I'm done but then were you okay with it when you did it Absolutely. But I've gotten but to that how'd point. You, exactly. Yeah. How'd you get to that like, point? Like, that's been my journey of, like, the, you know, the work that I do and, like, the, the my company and, and the women that I, you know, I talk to all the time is that, like, we have to be okay not being superwomen. We have to be okay with being, you But you, you know, can and, still be a superwoman. Even in Superwoman, she took a nap. Yeah. <laughs> like, even in the movie, yeah. like, she went to sleep. <laughs> It's not but even flaws. Can, like, it's just, I think part human, of, I think yeah. what makes somebody a superwoman is understanding that, like, even if it's a shortcoming, it doesn't have to necessarily be a flaw. Yeah, it's not. But even, well, when I say flaws, I mean, like, when we make mistakes, right? Yes. You know, but not, it, there's definitely no flaw in you 
taking care of yourself. Fuck no. There's no there's no flaw in saying, no, I can't do this. Or I need you to give me space. Or I need to take space for myself. Or for you to stay in this space, you need to move like this. Or when I'm what I'm recognizing with my interaction with you is toxic. Yes. Like it's bringing out the worst in me. Yeah. Like, those aren't flaws. Like that's l- legitimately you being mindful. Of, self-aware. Yeah, self-aware, mindful of what you need to operate at your high potential. You know what I mean? Well, even like with me stepping back from Instagram and like re reassessing like how I want to interact with socials. Mm-hmm. You know, like so much about so much of that is rooted in just self-care and understanding that I've reached a point where I, it's too much. It's too overwhelming for me to manage in this fashion. And like, I had had this epiphany of like, wait, you're you're still interacting with Instagram as if you have 40,000 followers and you Mm -hmm. have 840,000 followers. And you can't, it's it's literally too much. Mm -hmm. Cause it's like, I'm, I'm a one person against like almost a million people who all have their own histories, their own struggles, their own joys, their Their own trauma. trauma, like. And they're just like pulling, pulling, and it's, they want more. You know what more. it's like? Yeah. It's like fucking Rickon. Okay, it's like Rickon during the Battle of the Bastards, and I'm running, I'm running, I'm running. And even though I know I should be zigzagging, I'm trying to get to Jon Snow as quickly as possible. <laughs> but I know that if I just keep running, I'll get there. But you're not gonna get there. You know why? Because the internet be like an entire line of Boltons with 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 arrows and horses and even if you dodge all of them there's a motherfucker named Ramsey who's got the right comment that he's gonna just burrow into your chest right before you get free and you're like god damn it I was almost off of these comments before someone had the nerve to say something about my mama and now I got you Now you're back in the wind tunnel. And now I'm back in the wind tunnel. Now I'm down for the count. I'm down for the count. Then it got me before I could get to Jon Snow. Winter is here, by the way. For everybody listening, uh, I think we can all agree that we've been waiting quite a long time. And there is some self-care that was needed for all of us who are Game of Thrones fans and had to wait over a year. A year, Christina. I know you don't understand, Christina. Because I'm not a fan. No, you're not. You're not. You're not. (laughs) But many of us listening are. And um, there's only so many Game of Thrones memorabilia items that you can purchase to quell the void. But we're here, guys. And we've got six weeks of joy. And I just want to congratulate everybody for making it through. (laughs) Valarmo Gules. And for all of you who just replied, Valardo Hyrus, I loved you so hard. But we're back. So... (laughs) It's so much joy. It's so, like, it brings me so much joy. I cried the other night (laughs) watching, what am I saying the other night? I cried this morning watching Jon Snow be brought back to life at the beginning of season six. I've shed physical tears. (laughs) And then the tears led to me shedding my own tears about my own journey of being brought back to life. (laughs) But honestly, this speaks to self-care because you got to find what your joys are. You have to keep pockets of joy because Mm -hmm. part of self-care is also like knowing like, when do I need to just go to my joy? Right. And I feel like people... Um, like, you, went, you like got a yoga, yoga room. I got a yoga room, which is nuts. Like, I literally moved from a one-bedroom. You better talk to him. <laughs> Tell him on 
not hear what you tell them on the Instagram. Right. Let me tell you, at least once every three weeks, Christina <laughs> posts a post about moving to Atlanta. And basically, it's a very veiled, fuck y'all. But she's really saying like, you know, there were those who spoke against. The naysayers. That's what I call them. The naysayers. The doubters. Right. The naysayers told me not to move to Atlanta. They said I couldn't do it. They said I wouldn't like it. They said I'd be single for life. I would need life. the last eight months. I'd be single for life. You I got a have big old big house. house. I'd be lonely in my big old house. Girl, not according to your Insta stories. <laughs> yes, honey. Sipping wine, <laughs> cooking in my big old house. You know. Yeah. You know Fireplace. Niggas like, had you fucked up. They, <laughs> Ooh, they had you fucked up. Right. So it's not like. Today, not so it's like, I feel like people, we, we move through life so fast. And we focus on everything that is is not about us. It's mm. about family. It's about our, our significant other. It's our kids. It's yes. our jobs. It's like everything else. And you're not taking stock of like what makes you happy. And it's 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 incredible to me that you know I, I, the conversations I have with so so many women that are just like they feel like what I'm saying is an epiphany, like. Because it you, is. It, like, what What do you like to do? Like, do you like, take time to, do you go to a yoga class? Do you try to conquer fear? Like, you know, we... we do you so read? Do, do you, you... Do you challenge yourself to step outside your comfort zone? Like, and they're just like, no. Have you ever traveled do you, solo? Like, do you venture to impress yourself? Ooh. I be having something. <laughs> Look at me, I'm like, what do you venture to impress yourself? If you think about that, like, how many times do you be like, damn, I did that? Like, <laughs> like and no and, pockets of joy, and you be like, right. <laughs> do you even give yourself the chance to enjoy a victory? Do you champion yourself? Do you cheerlead? Do you? Cause that's no, been work because that's work for me. What happens is we're, we want everybody else to. You want your you want to do something great for your significant other, and they say, "Ah, oh, man, I really love you. Thank like, you. thank you for feeding me. Thank you for <laughs> taking care of our kids. Right. And like, but it has for nothing birthing to do. them. Yeah, <laughs> but it has nothing to do with you. Like, it, it, it like it's great that that they feel good. Yeah, but, but do what, you feel? But good? But do you feel good? And, and you can feel good about making other people feel good. There's you altruism. Can. You you absolutely can, but are you doing anything to make yourself feel good? And that's like the question you always have to ask yourself: like, is this really bringing me like true joy? Is it giving other people joy? Which is great. Like, but I said, is it depleting me by giving depleting other me? people joy? That's, that's what I, you mean, right? That's so true. Absolutely. Yep. You, listen, I'm doing an interview with Wikipedia, <laughs> Webster's, <laughs> Encyclopedia. <laughs> No, you know what I mean? I, the Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> Guide me, <laughs> oh greatness! <laughs> this is what I do for a living. Like, this is what I do for a living. I'm like, why am I sitting here? <laughs> like, I sometimes I hear like some of your interviews of like they cannot even. <laughs> Sit in this room with this one, like running circles. And you're like, what can you repeat that word? Like, how do you spell it? <laughs> Obfuscate. <laughs> I 
don't know what you're referring to. <laughs> um, no, I just sometimes feel like it's about trying to get the like whenever I have guests, like you know, right. I want people to understand what you're saying. You right. know what I'm saying, and I want folks to connect to because I I have guests on here, and I think there's only about. There's probably only like two guests I've ever had that I think back and I'm like, maybe not. Mm. I could have not had them on. Um, but it was, you know, just at the time it felt right. Yeah. But like for the most part, you know, that's why I have, you know, the segment people I like. Because the only people I have on the show are people I like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is also a part of self-care. Right. Like your circle. You know, and being very cognizant of who's in your circle and the fact that your circle might change and it might shift. And we talk about this quite a bit because I think a lot of us, especially when we hear songs about like day ones and all this shit, it's like, yo, mm-hmm. day one might not, not make it to day two. Right. <laughs> right. Not, not the next day. <laughs> not, and that's, yeah. you know, that's like a real thing. And... I think that when you talked earlier about like being able to say to someone like our interactions have grown toxic, mm-hmm. we need to address this. Like you have to be able to say that. I've been on stage for the past few months, you know, doing the IB, IB Knowing tour and I've been developing all new material. And one of the bits that's come come about is just been talking about like how we have to be able to talk to our friends. Yeah. And like we, but we also have to be able to receive, especially black women. Like we are great at giving criti- criticism, but we're not great at receiving it. But we're also... When I say great at giving criticism, I mean, like, we give it in quantity, but not right. quality, per se. <laughs> and I even, you know, and I know there's people listening like, well, you, you know, man, that includes you. Yes, it does. It mm-hmm. does. I think we all have a lot of lessons to learn on how to give criticism and um, make it constructive and make right. it compassionate. And the spaces in which we can accept that, we can expect that on other terms too. Because I think sometimes we expect people to be like very compassionate about the criticism in mm-hmm. spaces where it's like, this ain't your friend. Right, right, right. <laughs> you got to know your personnel. Like, who is it coming from? Right? Yes. And like, how much do you respect? Like, Or do you know the, how much they they care about you and your well-being, right? If it's somebody else, it's like, why are you even listening to that person? And what like, are they critiquing you about? Right. Are they critiquing your person or your work? Because you should deal with those things differently too. Right. Absolutely. I've had people, I've had, I have had to tell somebody like, the options you're giving me are not substantial, are mm-hmm. not up to snuff. <laughs> they're just, they're not up right. to snuff. Right. And then that came back to me as, well, you were disrespecting her as a person because she is personally connected to her work. And I was like, no, ma'am. Mm-mm. No, ma'am. She wasn't personally connected to these three shoe options that she had provided me, none of which <laughs> were at the level of shoe option that I expect. <laughs> I mean, How did you come back from that? Miguel, they, Miguel, they were below. I mean, they were below standard. Miguel is our engineer today. We right. are in Atlanta. They were below standard. Right. And I, you know, and I think that, like, so one of the bits I've been working on has just been, like, how are we talking to each other? Mm-hmm. You know, in, and in what spaces are we talking to each other in? Like on Instagram and the internets, I feel like we we just talk to each other like dogs. Yeah. <laughs> and I won't accept it anymore. Yeah. It's um, no compassion. It, it's no humanity. There's no humanity. Yeah. Compassion might even be a stretch. Yeah. There's no just like, may, like, we're just, it's like, again, it's like Game of Thrones where you're just barking orders at people and if mm-hmm. they don't agree, they, you cut them down. Right, right. And it's incredible, like how... Attach people get to someone on social media, someone you never met, and you have all these expectations that they have to give to you, not the 800,000 
more followers on your page, not your audience that comes to every show. Your friends that your you friends, actually your family that you like <laughs> and you want to be around. But let's go back to what you said about your circle. One thing I always say is sometimes your friends are not your tribe in that moment, mm. right? And you have your friends are, are not, not your tribe okay. in that moment of what you like you're at a certain stage in your life, right? Uh-huh. And it's kind of like and let me just give an example. You're going through a divorce, right? And all your other friends are in great relationships. Mm. There's nobody that you are connecting to. That can relate. That can relate of what you're going through. And which is totally fine. But you have to recognize that they're not your tribe in that moment to get you through that next or get you through to the another stage of your life. I have a do friend get, who like do you her and her husband were doing IVF. They were doing IVF and they were struggling. Like it, they had done it like twice. It wasn't working. But the people that they had made friends with in the beginning of this journey, theirs had all worked. Mm. Theirs had all worked. So they felt very isolated because the individuals that they had come to share this journey with, they were no longer on that path anymore. And then they had kind of like not wanted to share this with their other friends because they felt like this needed to be private. And so it just became so insulated. It almost broke them up. Yeah. Because they never like built a tribe outside. And then it was like they had cut off their friends. Yeah. And so like, you know, and in hindsight, my homeboy, I'm friends with both of them, but I'm closer Mm -hmm. with the homeboy. But he was just like, yo, like we never had a tribe. We lost our tribe. We we ignored one tribe because we were just like, they shouldn't be in this. They then don't we, understand. Right. They don't understand. So then we tried to build one. We built one with these people who do understand. And then, then they left. They, then they left. And he was like, and then we just felt so alone. And then we started turning on that. each other. Oh, man. I feel that. I feel that. And that, But that's the problem, too, or the challenge that we faced as black women because we don't tell our stories. My mom says this all the time. Like, we don't, we sit there and we hold so much in. There's one thing when I went through my um, my yoga teacher training, mm-hmm. and I'll so never So when you became a yogi. A yogi. Okay, yes. Namaste. Official show. <laughs> but there was a, um, we had this, uh, this session with a, a couple who, they teach meditation. And they were like women, especially black women, we hold things in and we push them down. And they sit right here. Where are you pointing to right now? Our like bellies. The abdomen? Yeah. Abdomen? Mm-hmm. And our bellies. And all that pain and trauma has nowhere to go. So those that energy starts to manifest in other things. Fibroids, cervical cancer, mm. infertility. infertility. Yeah. You know what I mean? You gastric know, issues. Re- reproductive gastric issues. All of that stuff. And what the kind of what they led us through was this dynamic meditation, what they call, and it's a lot of movement, it's a lot of deep breathing, is to start to shake that up, right? And to get it out. And so what we face as black women is that we're we're so embarrassed by our our struggle. Any any struggle. Yes. Financial, relationship, health, infertility, mental, that we hold so much of that in. And like we're Almost like black women, just black people overall, we're facing a crisis. Men especially are facing a crisis. There's so much toxicity in our relationship. Yes. And even just as individuals, how we deal with each other. Because there's no healing. There's no talking. 
and men especially like they don't they don't think that that uh that that seeking therapy or that there's anything wrong with them and it's like bro do you know that the way you behave now is because you probably saw your father treating your mother like that you know what I mean? Like, or you saw so much toxicity in your childhood that it all it did was just manifest in, into your adulthood. And you're desensitized. And you're desensitized. But even just the existence of waking up every day knowing that you're the number one target is, that. I mean, living in that existence every day, you might feel like you're just used to it, mm-hmm. but you don't... You're not used to like you're 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 just desensitized, and I think that there's something real to like understanding like the magnetic effect that that has on mm-hmm. like you internally, and I you know and and how to manage how to even be aware of it at the same time as managing of it, right? And then like for the flip of it is that sisters, I feel like we are aware of that for our brothers on such a regular basis, and so we're carrying that you know with us as well mm-hmm. in a way that I think that a lot of brothers don't realize. Like, I think a lot of brothers don't realize just how sisters are really, like, aware Mm -hmm. at all times. Like, I've had to catch a cab because my man couldn't catch a cab because he was a black man in New York. Right. So so we got to do an okey-doke. You know, I got to stand and, you know, wait for the cab to come. And then when the cab pulls up, I get in. It's like, gotcha, bitch! And Mm -hmm. then this nigga jump in. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the fact that you have to do that. Strategy. Right. Um, Yandy posted uh, the other day. We are not this calling is you to bother you. <laughs> this is why we call you 10 times when you don't answer. Yep. This is why we want you to reply to us when we contact you because we we have to know you're okay. I can't carry that anxiety. I'll carry it. <laughs> it's in my neck right now. <laughs> my neck burning right now. Yeah. Look at you, <laughs> you pick up your phone. <laughs> My neck burning right now because it's real. It's mm-hmm. real. And you're just like, I don't want to carry it. I don't right. want to carry it. I don't carry it. So with all that, when do you have time to take care of yourself? So then you have to prioritize yeah. taking care of yourself. And mm-hmm. I think that some of the techniques um, for self-care are, I think they are on a spectrum, right? Right. So like there's the everyday things like sleeping. Mm-hmm. Drinking eating, your water. Drinking your water. Yep. Eating better. Like I mm-hmm. cut out, I've been come, I've been pescatarian for the past two months. And I'm going through, I'm going through something, y'all. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going through something. <laughs> like anybody who's my friend knows, like, she been going through something. Like, first mm-hmm. I had to write this fucking book for a year. So all anybody heard about was, I gotta write the book. All my friends heard, y'all heard, y'all saw me. Oh, I gotta write the book. Now and I've written the book. So now all you're hearing about is I'm going through something. I'm going through some type of awakening, some type of transition. Detoxing. And detoxing. And you know, when I cut out the meat, like I immediately started kind of feeling a little better, like a little yeah. more lighter. Um, Christina informed me that I am currently skinny. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna work on bringing back some thicky. Mm-hmm. Um, but so then there's also like what you choose to consume media-wise. Yeah. You know, like there's self-care in that, in choosing. Like, listen, I consume a healthy dose of Dodo videos. The Dodo is a a site that shows just animal rescues and animals having a great time. Yeah. Coloring. Like, remember like a year or so ago, like adult color books became the thing? It's It's (laughs) crack-a-lacking. Yeah. I actually should do one. You should. I should create an adult coloring book. Yeah. So, like, we've just listed some very basic, like, everyday things. Right. Sleep different. 
Look at your 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 intake of food. Mm-hmm. Look at your intake of media, and then you just name something like in coloring, which is like what activity are you carving out that's just yours? Yeah. So even if you're a parent, you're like, well, I don't have time. These bitches are sitting up here with no kids, trying mm-hmm. to tell me about self care, and they don't got to do worry about these kids. And it's like, well, maybe there's an activity that you can do at the same time that your kids are doing their activity that that can simultaneously be for you, like coloring. Right. They color in and they precious moments, Doc, you know, Doc McStuffins coloring book and you're coloring in yours. Yeah. You know, so I think, but just coming up with those basic things on a day to day. Now, but we also got to, we have to release the guilt, right? I see, and I'm not a mother, but I see a lot of my friends who are, who are like, if I'm not doting on my family 24 hours a day, like, there's something wrong with that. Like, because I'm a mother. Like, we hold these this badge, right? Well, some I'm of y'all wife. are mothering your black sons so much <laughs> that we can't keep we can't even we can't we deal can't with deal with it. And like in, they leave you. Adulthood. Yeah. They leave you and they come to us like, well, my mama. And I'm like, it's, I bruh, I hear you, but I you've been in me, but not like in, in me. me. In <laughs> you me. didn't come out yeah, of right. me. Right. So that's a different kind of uh loyalty. <laughs> <laughs> you came in me, but you did not come out of me. It was right there. It was right there, Miguel. I had to do it. It was right. It was right there. I had to do it. I had to do it. Well, I mean, yeah, you gotta do. I think releasing. I think that's a good one to add. Yeah. To just like a day to day. I had a friend that told me um, that she felt bad about doing things for herself. She's married. Okay. And she has a son. She feels bad about doing things for herself because. She's afraid that they will realize they don't need her. Oh, Baba. And I'm like, that's they, a true, but that's that's yeah. what a lot of women walk around with, right? Like how we how we kill ourselves to prove in a relationship that we can do it all, right? We can we can cook for you, we can fuck you, we can, we can, we can mother you, we can set your appointments, we can make sure you But now you're an assistant. Yeah, now you're an assistant. But you, you know, and I think that there's value in, and this is a part of self-care as well. And we talk about this a lot on the show. It's just... Um, boundaries. Well, <laughs> boundaries. But yeah. also just getting to know, like, you and your worth. And that yeah. your worth... And I'd say this a lot about brothers more so. Because I feel like brothers oftentimes are so corralled into their worth being all these things outside of them. Mm-hmm. Like, their ability to provide. their, And it's, it relates to this exact conversation as your friend. But it's just, like, creating your worth about uh, surrounding... Things that are outside of you. Like, mm-hmm. I know at this point, I'm interested in dating people who want to know Amanda, mm-hmm. not just Wiki Amanda. Like, who want, like, okay, yeah, I can write and I can sing and I can do all these great things, but I'm also, like, super compassionate. Like, mm-hmm. I'm also, like, I have soft sides. Like, what, do you want to get to know, like, the internal? So, like, your friend, it's like, your value is more than just the fact that you can cook and clean. Like, it's mm-hmm. also about, like, the emotional engagement that you're having with your family. It's also right. about, you know, what what you're bringing to them in a mental capacity. It's not your just— Your own healthy yeah. engagement. Like, like if you're, you're ha- human. If you're happy, you also project that to— And that's valuable. Yes. Yes. That's valuable. You're walking around exhausted and frustrated and miserable because you have over overextended yourself in your relationships, your career, or whatever the case may be, what do you think you're giving to the people that 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 you that you live in a house with, right? If you're not happy, 
there's there's value in in walking in a space and saying like I I I I I I I stepped away from this for a moment just to take care of myself and now I can come back to you whole. Like last night when I was like I'm done and mm-hmm. I went to sleep, I woke up so refreshed. Now, can I challenge you to possibly consider the word peaceful versus happy? And I say that because mm-hmm. I feel like happy is like something you can't sustain. Right. Like that's it's, true. It's more of a it's more moments like mm-hmm. I'm, ooh, I'm happy, you yeah. know, but like you can still be peaceful even in Absolutely. sadness. Absolutely. And I think I feel like peaceful has even more of a well, it's an easier destination, I think. Mm-hmm. Or not even I won't say easy, but it's more of an enriching it's destination. Sustainable. Yeah, like yes. there we go. It's a sustainable because it's it's like a bottom line that you can come to no matter where your head is at. Like you can be yeah. happy, you can be frustrated. You can be um, sad, you can be angry, but still be at a certain level of like, but within, I'm centered. Right. Right. But I think that work comes from being self-aware, right? And, yeah. And, and, and having mindful tools, right, to, to be able to get back to what you say, that peace, right? Which I agree. I love that, right? Where you can be, you can have a... Super frustrating, super stressful day. Yes. Right. But you know exactly what you need. Yes. To just get back to peace. Right. And for me, it's like, I'm going to sleep. I was going like, to say, what's yours? Yours is going to sleep. It's yoga. Right. It's, I, I, I can, I can meditate. Mm-hmm. I can look at you right now and meditate. Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah. I need you to teach but me to like do that because I'd be in so many situations. It's, it's breathing. Like, it's legitimately one thing I have taught myself is in the midst of any kind of windstorm I'm in is I'm like to right take... Now, I'm breathing right now. Yeah. Deep breaths. That's it. I need to remember to breathe all the time. Yeah. I feel like I've gotten better at remembering to breathe in the moments where nobody else is breathing. Like, <laughs> when a pa- someone has a passing, or, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But as my... St- as my visibility raises, like I have to find yeah. a certain center of peace that I reside in at all times. Like I cannot Jean Grey you niggas. I can't. Right. I will. Fl- I will burn this whole shit down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like and so it's like breathing. Just so that okay. So then that's another one. Mm-hmm. Which takes us to our next segment. You know, um, I I am particularly excited when I get to have folks on the show that are not just people I like, but people I love. And um, you know, see Instagram.com backslash D Rice PR. <laughs> that is my old Instagram name. I have evolved. She has evolved. She has evolved. She's evolved. Um so, Christina, I've known Christina for many a year on an acquaintance level. Mm-hmm. On an acquaintance level. Christina just found out that she has a resting stank face because I informed her <laughs> <laughs> that for many a year, I thought she felt a way about me because her face would just be it's a resting stank face. Now, what we have come to learn, though, is that a resting stank face don't mean that you stank. It's just no. like, this is, where, this is where my face is. Yes. I'm somewhere else. I'm thinking of something else, you know, like I. But work, is it a face that just I don't have any emotion? It just like, has I'm no not emotion. Smiling, right, right. I'm it's not. just blank. Let's see it right now. No, it's sick. <laughs> <laughs> Miguel, it's sick. 
Is it, okay, hold on. I, okay, I can't wait. laugh. Hold on. Is it Saint? Yeah! No! <laughs> because there's do? a smugness about it. No. There's a smug because it's you're peaceful, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> but there is a smugness. There's a it has like a judgment to it. That's what your face has. Your resting face is judgment. My resting face is anger. My resting face is my, my oh yeah. Like, my eyebrows furl when I'm resting my face. So people are like, damn, bitch, like you know, and it's like, oh, I'm not even. I'm just resting. I just rest in rage. You're resting your brain, <laughs> like. But your face rests in judgment. You look like Lauren Lake on Paternity Court. Like, let me hear oh, yeah. what y'all about to say. <laughs> I'm making the face right now. Yes. So there were many years where I was just like, oh, so this is an individual who is not... She's, for me. She's not for me. <laughs> we're not friends. We're not tribe. We're not even a tribe when she's not friends. Like, we're just... <laughs> but we had the same friends. Like, yes. we had the same, at least acquaintances. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, we had the same circle of people. We're both involved with Ween, mm -hmm. Women's Entertainment Empowerment Network. Like, we both, you know, know Valicia and Sab and Christy, Michelle, Michelle and like, <laughs> Estelle. Like, I mean, the circle, it's a sisterhood of traveling pants. Yeah. <laughs> it is. And then... We were in each other's orbit. We were, yeah. You know? It was an orbit, yeah. But I was outside the asteroid belt. Right. <laughs> Oh, we talked about this, right? The yes. solar system. Can you, can you, because you can really explain this so they can visualize well, this, what we mean about your circle and where they are placing your solar system. Well, I relate humans to planets and to planetary situations on a regular basis because mm -hmm. I really do feel like there's a lot that goes on within our bodies that is echoed within actual like celestial happenings. So there's some connection there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Y'all know I'm a sci-fi geek. I'm not going to do it to you today. Okay. But there's something happening there. Um, and so, like, I talk, I've talked about, like, our, our planets orbiting each other, you know, the difference between, like, being a satellite to somebody and actually being a planet that orbits them. And then Christina and I were talking, and she was like, you know, just in our friend circles, like, if you're the sun, you have different planets that are orbiting you close to you and then other planets that are further away. And I extended it to tell her, well, you know, there's Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Venus, Neptune, and, you know, there formerly was Pluto, but not anymore. I was anymore, like, that we know too, better. yeah. <laughs> and... You know, there are planets that are closer to the sun that also, yes. you know, react to the sun and benefit from the sun in a way that planets who are further away do not have access to. So beyond the Ooh. asteroid belt, um, which to my knowledge separates Mars and and Jupiter, like those planets are colder. They no are, life. They have no life. <laughs> like they're just not in the same connection. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that's how your friends are. Like you have acquaintances that are out there. If you make it out there, you're like, what's up? <laughs> but I don't need you to be in here yes. on a yes. regular basis. And I don't think that has to be negative, by the way, too. Mm -mm. And I think that also in the recompartmentalizing of people, like for your self-care, it doesn't have to be acrimonious either. Mm -mm. Sometimes you just got to just nudge somebody. A little further out. Just asteroid belt it, you know? I still fuck with you over there, though. Yeah, I got to fuck with you. I'm doing that to someone right now. They don't even know. But <laughs> I'm doing that to someone I'm right now. I'm doing that to plenty of people. <laughs> So that resting stink pain is <laughs> real. It's real. <laughs> and so Christina will hay you and then return back to the face. And then you're like, I don't even know now. I don't even know. I have also perfected that as well. <laughs> and then I'm back to the... Because now I'm having to like... Be, I'm having to create a whole protective yeah. like armor. Because when you get to a certain level of celebrity, everybody expects you to be 
like the Mercury to their son, mm-hmm. whether they are a coworker, your assistant, your mom, your friend that you met 20 years ago. I had someone text me who was a neighbor that I lived next to for two weeks <laughs> asking if I would send a video to their boyfriend for his birthday. I didn't even know you when I lived next to you. <laughs> but so when we started actually getting cool, though, is because Christina had discovered the island of Grenada. Yes. I'm going to take first... lessons. I need to learn. What are you about the, to say right now? The accent. No, stop <laughs> it. Stop it. Stop it. No, you don't need to take lessons on how to talk with a Grenadian accent. I do. For what purpose? Because I want us to be able to banter back and forth. You just need to know the words. There's Grenadian words, you know, like mm-hmm. when you say just know, you come in just know, you know, what does mm-hmm. that mean? Let's do a little quiz. No. Because Christina <laughs> swears she's Grenadian, y'all. She's like, I'm honorary. I'm a I spice am. princess. Yeah. You're not. You're not. What's the area code of Grenada? You see? <laughs> and you was fucking a Grenadian. Get out of here. Like, come on. Come on, wait, man. Wait, wait, wait. Nah, nah, Is nah, nah. Too far. Wrong, off. wrong, wrong. <laughs> that's like Maryland or some shit. I think that's Gaithersburg. Right. <laughs> the area code of Grenada is 473. Yes. Yes. Okay. If I am going in Grenada to market mm-hmm. in St. George's, where am I going to? No, you can't know. Where am I going to? No, you can't. If come I'm on. going to the market in St. George's, where am I going to? I have no idea. Tongue. I'm, I'm going, going to Tongue. Uh, no. Okay. That's why I need to take lessons. But you. But now that I've said <laughs> it, you're like, like I there's no it. downtown in Grenada. You're going to Tongue. Tongue. Tongue is where, right. So in, in third grade, I was in a spelling bee. Mm-hmm. The word was drown. I went to the mic. Confident. Confident, Miguel. I went to this mic. I said, drown. D-R-O-W-N. And then I heard my mother in my ear saying, Mans, don't go in there, you're drunk. You're going to drunk. Don't go in there. You're going to drunk. And I said, G? Drown. And they said, that is incorrect. And then when I got off stage, my mother, because she's a ridiculous person, is laughing. <laughs> Mans, you were spelling it like I talk. I can still remember the walk down that hallway of shame, shame, shame that I had misspelled this word drown because I had befuddled, I had, right. I had kerfuffled <laughs> my mother's accent with this American <laughs> vernacular. But, okay, I'm going to give you one more. You got to okay, get one, one out of three. Okay, you got to okay. get one out of three. Okay. This lime-flavored soda is bottled it on the island. Oh, my God. How do I not know this? I haven't been in over a year. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> I'm trying to save I'm referring myself. to Ting. Ting, yeah. Last question. Oh my okay. God, Miguel, this is very. Help me out. This piece of agriculture is featured prominently not only within Grenadian cuisine, but on our flag. You're done. You're done. <laughs> I don't am, want... I, am I, am yeah, I it's over. banned for now? It's over. You're banned. You're banned. A nutmeg. I was going to say something no, oh, in that. I... <laughs> 
Okay, so I don't want you. I don't want to hear any more talk okay. about I'm an honorary grenadine. I'm, I'm, I'm but, coming back. But, I have to but, immerse myself but in the culture. You are. I do love Grenada. But you it is are, one of my favorite places to visit. You are a Black American woman yes. who has discovered Grenadian culture and mm-hmm. loves it. Absolutely loves it. What do you love about it? I love. Well, first of all, it was it it was personal for me. Like my first visit to Grenada. It was uh September 2015 and I was maybe 3 weeks out from starting my yoga teacher training and I was like I need to go on a trip because I knew that this training would be 10 very intense uh mm-hmm. 10 weeks. And so what my- made you say I need to go on a trip though? Because versus I, I need to go to church versus I need to go be with people. Because like- I felt like I needed to to get out of my element, right? Because I knew that this training would be very intense, right? It would be, it would be this kind of unlearning, learning, like mm. all of this stuff. And I was like breaking you down. Yeah, breaking me down. Like I was just gonna get really deep into my practice. And so I was like, okay, I need to take a trip. Like, and I knew I wouldn't be able to travel for 10 plus weeks. And my first thought was Grenada. And the reason but why? why. Oh, the, um, I think I told you this. Um, but you haven't was, told them. I know. A couple years prior, I think it was the Summer Olympics, and there were Kirani Jams? Yes. And they did a whole feature on Grenada. That was a bullshit ass feature, though. They did a whole feature on Grenada where they had the nerve to say that we celebrate Thanksgiving as an appreciation. I think so, yeah. To the American troops were invading, and I was like, "Whoever put they this sure package, <laughs> whoever put this package together, needs to be fired post haste, right? Because they know turkey happened in Grenada right. outside of the medical school, right? And then they um they highlighted like the underwater sculpture, yes, part, like, all that stuff. So I was like, I uh, for two years, I was like, I have to go to Grenada. Wow! And so I booked my ticket literally two weeks out from the trip. And that was when JetBlue was I was going to say when JetBlue decided to get And it was people, like 2.30. Yes. I yes. remember this movement. And so I also want to get over my fear of open bodies of water. So I wanted to see the underwater underwater sculpture park, and I didn't want to snorkel. I wanted to dive it. And so it was, was this like, your first solo trip? It was my first solo trip. I was about oh. to get to that. So it was like all of these different things, like these kind of, these this transformation, this. Did you have a fear of going on a solo trip? No, I just had never done it. Got you. And so, of course, I think what helped is that, you know, I had people that knew people in Grenada. Oh, And yeah. so, like, I got to see, like, the true Grenada, like, not as a tourist. And so, a part of that was, you know, why I fell in love with it. Like, just the true habitat, or the natural habitat of it. Like, the waterfalls. I'd never seen a waterfall. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And so, it was, like, all this newness for me. There's no yeah. waterfalls in Akron. <laughs> right, <you're> so... <laughs> <laughs> like dirty ponds. <laughs> canals. That's canals. what we have. We have oh, canals. Yeah. So it was like just all this this newness for me that it was happening in one trip. And so from that point on, I just I love Grenada. Like the people to me is just it's just it's just a it's no other vibe. Like I've been to plenty of islands. And I just, I have not felt the same vibe. Mm-mm. I think one of the reasons, though, is because Grenada and just Grenada as an island, we don't care about tourism. Right. And so it ends mm-hmm. up where, like, there's a gift and a curse for that. Mm-hmm. I personally prefer the curse. 
because some people will call it a curse because it's like, well, that means that like it's not as hospitality based, right. you know, it's it's harder to get like tourist things done there, you know, and I'm like, yeah, don't. That's don't, fine. Yeah. Don't come here expecting us to like um, bend the knee. Mm -hmm. We're in a we're in a Game of Thrones state of mind, so y'all yeah. just gonna have to go along <laughs> with this, okay? Grenadians are like the Dorn, the Dornishmen. Mm -hmm. You know, unbound and bent, unbroken. We, you know, we just don't. We're 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 like the free folk. We don't bend mm -hmm. the knee. Like we're we we respect. We respect. Like thank you for coming to the island. Like spend your money. You know, but. There's not going to be this heightened level of like, oh, if, you know, you came here and that's better for us. And I think that that's what a lot of other islands kind of. Right. They even teach that in, in schools in other islands that like you should teach tourists, you should just treat tourists a certain way. Mm. Like I was in the Green, I was in Cayman Islands and in their primary book for second graders, it literally said like, this is how you greet this person. This is how you greet this person. This is how you greet a tourist. Like, and it was like, wow, that's a. Interesting thing. Right. But, but we've, you know, but I digress. You went on this trip mm -hmm. and it was for your self-care. And one thing that I know is that you were very successful at being a publicist. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, people knew you. Yeah. I mean, even that's a basis of right. being successful. Like people, when I wanted to get a publicist, <laughs> I knew to call Christina Rice. I mm -hmm. couldn't afford her. Um, I, you know. Tell the, the story. <laughs> I stood on a corner <laughs> adjacent to Broadway and Lafayette and spoke to Christina Rice about her being my publicist. And she had given me a rate that in hindsight is incredibly reasonable, but at the time was like, oh, I'm gonna have to get on the boat. <laughs> what year was this though? This was, oh, actually, this was 2010. Yeah. So I, like I said, you were a very <clears throat> successful publicist <laughs> because that number now I feel like has ballooned Right. <laughs> like for the same services, like, but mm -hmm. because of inflation, et cetera, et cetera, you know? So, but the and time, experience and relationships. Like, no, I don't just, no, I no, don't no, just no. mean your rate. Oh. I mean, that number right now, would, the equivalent to that number now is much higher. No. Uh-uh. Like from, I, what, I was in PR for like 13 years. And for talent, like, the, the numbers really kind of stay the same. Absolutely. Like when you're with an agency, mm -hmm. it, it really has to stay the same. Like I think what you see now, like independent publicists, it's it's what I quoted you was about the same. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because I'm paying but, a lot. A lot. <laughs> no. I'm paying a lot. Yeah, I'm paying a lot. Yeah, but it's about the same. I'm paying a mm -hmm. lot. I'm paying a lot. Yeah. I'm paying a lot of money. <laughs> She's like, let me emphasize. Anybody in this business <laughs> is hearing me right now because they're like, me too. <laughs> Hashtag me too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's a struggle. Um, so when you transit, so we, I brought up Grenada because mm -hmm. that's when we had become friends. That was the start of my transition out of PR. Like right. that was kind of like the impetus of I'm ready to change my life. I got to change my life. Like I... I just felt like it it was no longer serving me. And when I came when I came in PR, I came in like guns blazing. Like it wasn't, you know, where I had to apprentice for so long. And, you know, maybe I was working at like, you know, a, 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 with a, a fashion brand or something like that. I went straight into entertainment. So it was party all night with artists. It was 
crisis PR. I was getting caught out of bed at 2 a.m. because so-and-so decided not to show, they're not going to show up at the Oscars or at carpet. And so I was just burnt out at that time. Mm. And I was also fighting to get out of a toxic relationship. Yeah. You know, everything was suffering. Like, business was suffering. Health was suffering. And that's another point that that I'm just going to insert here is that we don't realize that our 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 well-being is really a 360-degree experience. Like, one thing doesn't work without the other. Mm-hmm. You're, if you're in a toxic relationship, your health is suffering. Yeah. Your money is suffering. You know, your... Your friendships are your suffering. Your friendship is yeah. suffering. If you're... If you are not financially well, you're not eating right, you're not, you're not going mm-hmm. to the gym, you know, your relationships and stuff. So, like, everything to me was... Yeah. Everything to me was suffering because... One part of my life was I hate you. So much. You heard what I said. Though. Yeah. <laughs> so, Y'all so, had the word. Oh, never mind. Go on. I, I hate you. So that's when I turned to yoga, right? And um, and I, I I that was a point where I was where I felt like, damn, I haven't even been myself for years. Wow. You so that was like an epiphany. <clears throat> it was an epiphany. And that's why I decided to get my certification so that I could just get deeper into my practice. I didn't even know if I was going to teach. So on um, people I like, I like to tell people why I like them. Yeah. So one of the reasons I like Christina is because you really are very, you're a very committed person. Mm-hmm. Like when you decide you are about something, like you're about it. And that's in work. That's even in friendship. Like you would decide like, oh, we're about our friendship and we've been about yeah. it. <laughs> No worse thing. <laughs> no worse anything. <laughs> and you know, as an adult, it can be hard to find like adult like friendships yes. because we all have so much life that we're already living when someone new comes into our life that it can be like, ah, ah you know, I'll catch up. So you have but to decide. But that's what I mean. Your tribe changes yes. based on your needs. Like your need right now, like as your star is just rising, like, your friendships are going to change. Yes. Some people are not going to go with you. They've already not. Yeah. <laughs> and some people are going to meet you there, yeah. right? You know, and so, and you're you're recognizing that. You're recognizing that, you know, the, the more successful you get that some people are not celebrating you, are not... Well, they're not even knowing where to meet yeah, me. Like, to even, me, like, they the don't people... even know how to handle it. No. People don't, they... people don't like change. We talked about Woo! that. They don't like change. They want to keep you how they knew you. How you, how they knew you. And so that what they're going to do is they're going to they subconsciously consciously are going to behave towards you to keep you there. They want Amanda <laughs> 2009. I don't even know her. Who was in the struggle? Who was in Kangles? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was in a multitude yeah. of Kangles. But that's what they want. But then yeah. if you're and if you're outside of and what's wild, and this is why we have to look at ourselves, is that a lot of times when we see someone go out of that space into a new space, we're all, we're jealous of that. We're mm. almost like, you know, how dare they act like why that? Her? That's what the crab me. That's yeah. what the crabs in the barrel is. Versus mm-hmm. being like, yes, her, you know what? I, I could take a I could take a page from that book, mm-hmm. you know, and not take the page, but photocopy it so that we can keep the book intact. Right. Um, <laughs> but like and so, like, in our exchange, like, I feel like we lift each other up. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we learn from each other. Like, I teach you words. You teach me crystals. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, there's... And there's like, an even exchange. Right. And in your friendships, in your and in your growth, you start to change what you need from friends, too. Yes. You know? Because, like, I'm at a point... Even what you need from people in your circle. Like, I had to tell my mom, like... Mm-hmm. 
I need something different from you now than I needed five years ago. Right. I love the care packages, but I don't, I needed the care packages five years ago. Mm. I don't need the care now packages. Now maybe I need your emotional support. I need support. your emotional support. And so that even for my mom is like, I'm sorry, what? Because <laughs> that's like a whole other thing. And it requires sometimes shifting. And yeah. so, you know, in our friendships, I feel like we have to do that sometimes. And sometimes like some people can't shift like that. I know for me and my friendships right now, I need people who can allow me to be soft. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's what I need. I need people who can allow me to be vulnerable yep. and soft and like that can that I can vent without feeling like they need to give me advice right. unless I solicit it, you mm -hmm. know, but that can just receive like, girl. But they can also be like, okay, well, let's talk through this. Right. Just a side note, sometimes advice, unsolicited advice can feel like unconstructive criticism. Mm. Because if I'm not asking you for advice, that means I'm not even ready to receive. So when you come at me with like, let me tell you about, it's like, shh, 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 shh. Right, right, right. I'm not even there yet. Let me get first there. first I got to dump. I got to right. dump. Right. You know? And then I can receive, right? Because I'm, 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 I'm free. I'm like, available. Yeah. My exactly. palate is cleansed. There's room on the plate. And so then our exchanges, and I talked about this earlier in the episode, our exchanges with our friends are more so about solution finding mm -hmm. than solution telling. Mm -hmm. Like, let's together talk about like, Okay, so like, let's ask questions. It becomes, I mean, that's a therapy method, but that's right. where you, that's how you better deal with your friends without it being like, I'm gonna tell you what you don't know about you. Cause like, by the way, anything you tell me, I already know. Right. I may not wanna face it. <laughs> right, right. But I already know. Well, I think that's one of the skill sets that I learned um, NPR was the solution. Like, let, I'm always like, well, what's the solution? Like we we can we talk could, about <laughs> we could go in circles. Like, but what's the solution? I You're think very when good you come that. to yeah, <laughs> Christina. When you even think about that. when you even think about yourself, right? And you and there's something that's that that is frustrating, stressing you that you're just going through. It's like, well, what's the solution? Like, how do you get out of this, this space conundrum? Yeah, yeah, this conundrum. Exactly. <laughs> you see what I mean? Conundrum. <laughs> I like that word. <laughs> so, Christina left okay. PR, started yeah. her own company, Om Noir. Om Noir. Om Noir. You were like, you did not say that. You did not pronounce it like that. <laughs> like, now you all fancy as shit. I'm like, Om Noir. Because, always... you know, be like, girl, you know, because we're putting it together this event for Om Noir <laughs> that I think is really going to be exciting. I'm like, we just, okay. We paused for the Om <laughs> Tell us about Om Noir. So um, Om Noir is uh, a social wellness community for women of color um, who are dedicated to living well from the inside out. And the reason, so that's our tagline, right? And the living reason- well, Living well from the inside out. Living well from, from the inside out. Nice. And the concept of that is that for us to be well in our lives, like we have to start internally. And internally is learning what those pockets of joy are, how to remove toxicity from ourselves, right? Yeah. And also from the people around us or removing that toxicity, how to take care of ourselves both physically and mentally and emotionally. So, and then once we, once we, once we work from the inside out, then externally, we want to look good. We want to feel good. We want to sleep better. We want to have better relationships. We want a healthier friendship. So we start from that basis of how well are you internally? And I think most people just don't ask themselves that. And they don't think about, you know, 
am I am I happy? Am I at peace? Am am I serving myself, my life, my life's purpose? And so I got to that point because I was suffering, and I was allowing toxic men in my space, and. It, until it got to a point where I felt like I literally was fighting for my life, right? And fighting for just like, I mean, I felt like I was just doing everything wrong. I was eating wrong. I wasn't sleeping right. Um, I was drinking too much. Like just all of these different things that were were a result of allowing this toxic man to stay in my life. And so when I started taking yoga, that was kind of like my 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 escape. Mm. And so that's why I felt like, okay, like I wanna, I wanna share what I have gotten from this. Like Got how, you. you know yep. what I mean? Um and that's when I started when I was like, I wanna teach and I wanna, you know, start this company. Like it just came to me as a name and an Instagram page at first. And it was like, let's just highlight other black women who are doing great work in wellness. And then the idea of a retreat came to me and you know where it was. Where was it? <laughs> <laughs> Bye -bye. Pick up something. Yeah. With it. Pick up something. Anything. It was in Grenada, October 2017. All my not Meg Massive, not Meg Mafia, all listening. I want to big up the Spice Island one time. Grenada to the wall. Next time I come over here, I promise you I'm going to have that accent. <laughs> Girl, you need to get the facts first. Right. <laughs> get the facts first. The basics. The, the, like, the I'm giving you, basics. like, level level one trivia. Right. You didn't get nutmeg. I did not get nutmeg because you put me on the spot. That is rough. You put me get on the spot. Get it on the damn flag. <laughs> it's on my ankle. There's a nutmeg on my ankle. <laughs> well, I was on the spot. <laughs> I have never been good at pop quizzes. I never. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> Because right, I so. know as a publicist, you're getting pop quiz on right, a regular right. <laughs> basis. That, that one time. time. <laughs> so let's actually take this story into our next segment, mm -hmm. that one time. Because that one time is really a, a, a segment about just how, like, the topic that we're discussing relates mm -hmm. to our personal life and like mm -hmm. a personal story. So I'd love you to, you know, continue because this has managed because your journey to self-care ended up being far beyond you. Right. So you went to Grenada, you did the first Om Noir retreat. Um, and it was phenomenal. We had over 50 women from all over the world, from all over the U.S., but UK, Canada, Nigeria, like it was incredible. And how had they found out about it? Social media. Got you. And word of mouth. And I think, of course, what um, was, I think my kind of my advantage, so to speak, quote unquote, was that I was in PR. So I already had a name, right? And also- And methods. And methods, right? Of marketing and um, even event production to be able to handle yeah. 50 Black women flying to an island, right? Because people don't understand it's an island. Yes. <laughs> People really don't get what that means. Mm -hmm. it, it It's not connected to anything. I remember right. when Charlemagne came to Grenada, he was like, <laughs> can I get something overnight here? And I was like, what? I don't know what you... <laughs> like overnighted in, in the mail? He's right. like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you can't get something overnighted on the island. Right. <laughs> 
come in from Guam. You could go get it. Right. But I can't <laughs> promise if you ask for it, it's going to make it here by tomorrow. I, I can't, you know, the concept was just like, so what, I, before you go on, mm-hmm. I want to ask, in terms of it being specifically for black women, mm-hmm. have you had any pushback about that? I mean, I've had some people like on social media, like white women are like, well, you know, this seems very racist. And why can't we, you know, if I want to go, like why? And I'm like, it, it's not exclusive, right? It's tailored to. It's tailored to, right? It's curated for. There we go. Right? And a, and, and a reason for that is because of my own experiences as a black woman. And even when I was going through this toxic relationship, I didn't have a tribe. I had mm. friends. Right, but they wasn't really, but they couldn't understand what I was going through because they were all in happy relationships, or they just didn't want to hear it, right. right? And or they didn't understand it. Let me say that they didn't understand what I was going through. The feeling and of needing to still be there, but knowing you shouldn't be there, and exactly like why can't you just the, leave? Yeah. Like ah, it doesn't fit. Exactly. In the and like you said, with your friends, I felt very isolated, and so a part of me creating this community was that. If you if you put 30, 40, 50, even 20 women, black women in a room, you're going to find a tribe because yeah. there's another woman in that room that either went through it, is going through it, or will go through it. And she's going to identify yes. with you. You're going to identify with her. And I think that first retreat was really that 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 really kind of debunking that myth that black women cannot share spaces like I this. hate it so much. I know. That can't be vulnerable together. That can't. And and trust me, they struggle because this was their first mm. experience like this. So it's like even women in, in the room I knew were going through things, they kind of sat back. Because they don't want to look away. They don't want to look away. I don't mean away. I mean uh but Way. I tell, I like, Two I tell, words. like, what's so crazy, and I know it's hard for us to to share our stories, right, and share our pain. But every every person in a room, all three of us, Miguel, have gone through some struggle, right? Uh, yes, you've you've either been broke or you have went through a toxic relationship, you or broke you, up, you, you it just, abuse or you, divorce, it, you or your parents. So why do we feel like we cannot share, like our pain is... A diminishment of our strength? Or just unique to us. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And so that's kind of, I think that's why it's 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 kind of um, grown as quick as it has in the last year and a half is that it's like, oh shit, it's like we can be in spaces together. Safe um, spaces. Safe spaces. I've seen that with Smartphone and Black. It grew because it's a safe space. It's not right. exclusive, to, but it's tailored to black people. What do you say? Like, for white people, if you come you, in a space... You can come here. You can come here. Know your place. Know your place. You're exactly. welcome. Yeah. But this isn't made for you. Mm-hmm. So don't expect to be tailored to. Exactly. And there's also this thing um, with these mainstream spaces, right? Mm-hmm. Their conversations are... Generic. Are very generic. And black women are not monolithic. Like we, yeah, we have so much. We and we we have familial psych, health cycles, right? Where it's like diabetes and heart disease. We have 
fibroids. We have, yes. you know, so much. The mortality rate for birthing mothers. Exactly. And like these conversations, we have to be in these rooms where those conversations are catered to our challenges. We have challenges of hair textures, 4C, <laughs> AB. I mean, <laughs> struggle, the conditioner struggle is real. Yeah. <laughs> we should be able to share, share. those stories. Like, I can't keep moisture <laughs> in my curls. Well, girl, let me tell you how to work on this exactly. twist out. Exactly. This product worked for me. Yes. My edges are out of control. Well, let me tell you how to get them back in control. <laughs> That's real, but that's it's a unique real. conversation. Exactly. That some other people sitting in a room would be like... Yeah, they're the white women at my shows that when I do the bit about this are like... <laughs> edges? What do, <laughs> what do they mean? And then the black women are doing testimonial laughs. Right. Which, by right, the way, testimonial laughs are laughs that last longer and louder than everybody else. <laughs> because they're not laughing because it's funny. They're laughing because it's true. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So you built this safe space, mm -hmm. and now Om Noir has ballooned. Yes. It's incredible. I mean, we're on our fifth retreat, um, and our biggest one would Which be about 75-plus be... women, um, April 25th through 28th in Arizona. So it's actually two weeks from today. Look at that. Yeah. So. And what do you feel like is the number one response that those people are saying when they leave? in terms of, like, how it's helped their self-care process? Or maybe not the number one, but what are some of the responses that you get? That you gave, that, th not you, but this gave me permission to take care of myself. Mm. And I think we know, like you said, we know these things, but we it, sometimes we just need permission. Girl. Like, we need, it's like, it's okay, girl. Like, you do not have to, you don't have to be superwoman. You can, but you can also be... You can have flaws. You can have mistakes. You can you can take you can tell people no. Like I I'm like no is a full sentence. I want to start a movement called It's Okay, Girl. It's a because Me Too is is real. Mm -hmm. And the, you know, Tarana Burke started Me Too yeah. as a way of being able to tell somebody like you can share your situation with me because like I get it. I understand. It. Me yes. too. I relate to it. Yep. And that's what It's Okay Girl mm -hmm. really should be like. But just on a basic level, like, you know what? It's okay, girl. You clearly, you you got some shit going on. It's okay. Mm -hmm. I need brothers to have It's Okay, bruh. Do you know how many times, like, lives would be spared if some if brothers just had another brother to go, it's okay, bruh. Right. I know you're dealing with some shit. Like, we just don't give ourselves permission. We don't mm -hmm. give each other license to be out of out of pocket today. Right, right. <laughs> or off my square today or just sad, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I know I come from a West Indian household where, like, being sad was, like, an offense. <laughs> like, being, I mean, and I had to eventually tell my mom, like, I am not, it, it, my sadness has nothing to do with you. Right. I'm just in despair. Partially because I'm a cancer. I'm, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm moody. I'm a moody bitch. You know, I'm also just going through life and I'm trying to right. figure shit out. Like, don't take offense to it, you know, but... But that's the culture that fathers have, or mothers too, yeah. have bred with their sons, right? Where it's not okay to be emotional. It's not okay to feel like... Scared. Scared, yes. <laughs> Fear is not allowed. Right. Fear is healthy in certain spaces. Mm -hmm. I think there's a certain level of healthy fear, like when you walk by an alley. <laughs> yeah. And like you're like, you know what? 
I should be scared of this mm-hmm. and fa- and walk faster. Exactly. Exactly. Because that's a fear that's moving That's survival. You. It's survival. Yeah. And it's a fear that's creating action. It's mm-hmm. the fear that creates inaction that we that we end up being prey to. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of us, we don't we don't give license to like, okay, when you meet that fear, what do you do? Right. And it ends up stifling us. And, you know, I, I just feel like the, the, the permission thing is striking me right now because I've had so many people come in my DMs that will ask me for advice. Now, for the record, don't come in my DMs asking me for advice. I don't have time. I, I don't even feel it's right. It's no one size fit all. No, like. it's not. It's also just like, it also makes me feel a pressure yeah. that is not um, healthy for either of us because I am not a licensed therapist. And for the most part, the advice you're going to get from me is, what does your gut say? Right. That's what you're going to get. Because to your point, we be knowing. We be knowing. But we need permission from somebody yeah. else to listen to ourselves. Exactly. So that's great. They come and they feel. And what do, what do they say? Do they expound upon like what about the we, what about the retreat gave them that permission, or is it just the experience? I think it's the I think it's the experience. I think that we don't have enough opportunities to be in spaces with women that look like us and just be still, right, and Ooh. breathe. I need brothers and to take do this. That this breath. is what I need for brothers. So I'm working on a co-ed retreat. Okay. But I also want to do a men's only. But I think I we're going like to kind of... I feel like need to do a men's only because a co-ed definitely... retreat is definitely going to end up in fucking... <laughs> all these bitches and all these hoes here. Somebody here going to fuck. Like, I mean, that's but just But it's math. also an opportunity to have a healthy conversation between sexes, right? When you are um, outside of your everyday life, Right. And you can actually see each other uh, and yeah. hear each other, yeah. right? And I want to do um, that with small doses. And I see, do and, but see, like, but but also, like I said, be in different spaces that are that are like in nature and about taking that breath and getting rest and all that stuff. And like you're with the opposite sex and you're having that experience that is not in a club, it's not at a lounge, it's not at a restaurant, it's not you know, it's not at a conference, but it's actually something that's designed for you to take care of yourself and you get to see how the how to how to operate in those spaces with the opposite sex because that's also good for a relationship right like how you can operate together in a healthy space together <laughs> and that's a struggle by itself like well I don't even feel like we're even taught yeah. how to keep a space healthy right i mean i can say that definitely because it's been it's just a work in progress of learning okay this keeps my space healthy mhm but then how do my I extend space. that? Yeah, my personal it's- space. But then how do I extend that to someone else? How do I extend? I mean, I know for me, uh, we talked about this, like, just learning how to speak. <sighs> Take that breath. <sighs> In a way that gets results. I had a dude tell me one time, he was like, you know, not enough women talk to niggas like they like them. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what you mean? <laughs> And he was like, because we'll do some shit that you don't like. And then when you talk, when you address it, you address it with the... Contempt. The contempt, <laughs> yeah. right? And I was like, well, because we're responding to what we don't like, not mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. But they don't they But they're not doing separate. that math. Right, right. <laughs> but I need you to learn that math while mm-hmm. I continue to work on developing the math of not. But at the end mm-hmm. of the day, it's like, I'm not... I don't... It's not that I don't like you. I don't like what you did. <laughs> exactly. And that's why I have this acerbic <laughs> tone. <laughs> And he was like, yeah, but a lot of times it's like, you could get it further if you just were nice about it. And I was like, 
that I think that's an unfair request. I think there's a certain compassion, mm -hmm. but I also think that there's a limit to where it feels like if that compassion is not being regarded, then you then you are back at square one because now you feel like, oh, you're trying to play me. Mm. <laughs> and then and and then someone says to you, well, I mean, I can't play you. You can only play yourself. And now we're gonna fight. <laughs> And this is where we are. This is where we end up. At. This is where we end. This is where I yeah. leave you. But I think it's really fantastic, incredible to see how Om Noir continues to grow. Thank you. See how you continue to grow. Because I feel like you're, I, I was really happy to be able to talk about this topic with you because you've dedicated your life to like dedicating other people to finding this. And, and I, I, I went through it. Like I personally went. <laughs> Through exactly. It. And our friends have gone through it. You mm. know, like Demetria was on here talking about travel and how travel has been a part of yeah. her self-care. You know, and I'm mm -hmm. I'm a great struggler of like just how to consistently apply self-care. Mm -hmm. And feel what like, is your self-care? Like what what is your version of it? I think I'm continuously really still developing that. I mean, mm. I think one of the biggest things for me right now is just going through this shift in my life in terms of just my whole life is shifting at one mm -hmm. time. And so with that, I've, I'm just trying to manage the care of how to handle that and like mm -hmm. not get in my own way. And I think for self-care, it's been going back to therapy. Um, it's been trying to create time for myself that's just my own time and not work time. Yeah. Um, like when I went to Grenada, I didn't do well with that. Like I just let it become work time. And then what ended up happening too was that even when I was taking time by myself, I would be thinking about like, oh, I should be working. Mm -hmm. So then that anxiety doesn't help me be peaceful and restful. Right. So I've really been trying to just get more ardent about what I do with my downtime. And really letting it be downtime. Mm -hmm. Even if it's like, I'm just going to watch TV right now. That's it. Like, not right. work and watch. Like, just watch. Mm -hmm. um, I've had to force myself to do that. Because you are, you feel like you have to keep... Multitask at all times. Yeah. You have to keep going. Like, I, there's always more work to do. And sometimes I'm like, let me just sit and watch Law & Order. Let me just sit and watch <laughs> Grownish. Yeah. And look at these young men who are of age but too young, but <laughs> fine. But Diggy is fine. We can, yeah. we can acknowledge that Diggy has crossed a threshold of fineness that yeah. we can't turn back from. Romeo too. Ugh. <laughs> All of these young tenders are just beautiful. You're fabulous, but mm -hmm. I am a puma. Um, <laughs> and I cannot partake, but I respect. Mm -hmm. But I think that that, I think that I'm still, a, I'm in a constant, I'm in a constant, um, journey to what my self-care is. Like, I yeah. feel like even meditating, like just trying to get really way more consistent with meditating. You know, the problem is that I'm a scientist and I'm really about like, if, if I, I see, see the results, the results mm -hmm. then I will continue the practice. <laughs> and so like for meditation, I hadn't really been seeing results and people were like, but you need to do it consistently. And I'm right. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then when I was, I woke up one morning, I was about to, I had to do some work that day with a group of people and I woke up stank. Mm -hmm. This is a cancer thing. Cancers know this. We will wake up not. We will wake up under the bed. Fuck on the other side of that. We'll wake up under the bed and be like, ah! And then we have to carry that through the day. Mm -hmm. But I said to myself, you know what? Reset. 
mm-hmm. before you go into this day, especially where you're going to be around a bunch of people, reset. And so I stopped and I meditated with the Calm app, which we actually advertise quite frequently here yes. on the special. So I mean, on phenomenal. the on the um, podcast. I meditated with the Calm app and it was short. It was like 10 minutes, mm-hmm. but it got me back. It this got, so it, re- crazy. it reset yeah. me, yo. And I was able to go into that day with a different set of energy. Now, mind you, people still fucked with me heavy, okay? <laughs> they still, But I imagine that if I hadn't done that, I right. would have reacted to their fuckery with such a higher level of disdain than I did. But those are the results. Yes. Right, and so you, because you're, the, you're you think scientifically, yes. like you think you you're looking at it in physical form. I saw the empirical proof though, so now exactly. I'm like, bitch, you better meditate. Like, yeah. let's do it, let's do it. So like that's something, mm-hmm. but it definitely is a continuing work. And I think for all of us, it's just self care and figuring out the ways in which that manifests. Like dancing, like dancing in my space, yeah. has become a method of self care. Mm-hmm. Smiling. Forcing yourself to smile when you are not really wanting to smile. Mm-hmm. Weirdly enough, I don't know if it's because like the muscles rece- release a certain level of like serotonin or dom- dopamine or what, but like you smile when you're pissed and it kind of does something right. for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, it kind of right. brings you to like a center space. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure what that is, but but I but I will I will 1000% admit that like I'm still working on it. Yeah, and that's totally fine. It's like you have to find what works for you, right? And and the only way you're going to do that is if you keep trying different things. And like I say, once is no one size fit all. Like for some people, it's meditation. Some people, it's Pilates. Some people, it's kickboxing. Some tennis. People, it's tennis is for me. There you go. Like you know, I thought you just said Stannis, and I was no. like, she doesn't know what she's talking about. No. Like Stannis, who burned his daughter at the stake. Are, Are you, you fucking, fucking kidding me? <laughs> I'm still mad about Stannis, y'all. We walking around here like shit is all good. <laughs> like Stannis didn't burn his goddamn daughter at the stake to try and be king. You was never going to be king. Continue. <laughs> do you will, watch it, Miguel? Do you? Okay, because I'm sitting here Miguel, like... Miguel, I will be I, walking <laughs> through my regular life and it will just come to my head. You know this nigga kill his daughter. Do you know this motherfucker burned Shireen at the stake? And then I will get mad that the world is not mad about the fact that Stan has burned Shireen at the goddamn stake. I'm sorry. I have, I've only watched two episodes. Well, it's not for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Season one, and that was it. Winter yeah, is here. I, I know what that means. This because... weekend. <laughs> it is here this weekend. What? Ah! I can't even deal. I can't even deal. That's so. My, that's your self care. Like gonna <laughs> it's gonna be the joy. Let me to tell binge you. watch. You know what and, else is self care? Get outside of your head and get in another world. Yes, that, but that's why I love fantasy. I think. Yeah. Because I'm yeah. so connected to this world and its reality and the the melancholy of its reality mm-hmm. that getting to be in the wizarding world of Harry Potter, getting to be in the world of Star Wars, where we have two, not one, two moons of Tatooine to look at, mm-hmm. where we. <laughs> Going, going into the world of Lord of the Rings, you know, where where Gandalf can fly in on an eagle just in time, <laughs> just in time to save us from these orcs. Like something about the fantasy space brings me a peace that I yeah. don't get here. And I mean, you know what else is self-care? I need everybody out here to bust a nut a night. Mm, listen, let me tell you something. I'm about to start that movie. <laughs> Another night. A challenge. A challenge. A 30-day challenge. A 30-day night-a-night challenge. 
I am challenging. The world will, will be, be a, a different a, a different and a better place. I want Trust me. everybody listening to bust a nut a night for 30 days. And you tell me if you don't feel more relaxed. You're going to sleep better. Because it's, it's like it's like your yeah. own personally produced melatonin. <laughs> you're going to sleep better. You're going to feel a sense of release. You're more in touch with yourself. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to also start being able to read your body better. Yeah. Because you physically are in touch with your body. But if you got a jacket or rub it, get it out. Mm-hmm. Let it out. And it's not, I don't even think you need to consider it sexual, honestly. Like, I think it's, it's, it's deeper than that. It's like, it's literally a release. Yeah. It's like secretion. It's, it's just, it's like going to the bathroom. Just You're just letting, letting something out. out. <laughs> now, the means through which you use to do this, <laughs> you know, some of us have great um, imaginations, mm-hmm. you know? So I have a thorough spank bank. Uh, <laughs> are you asking I'm me never, what a spank bank is? No, I know exactly what it is, but I've never, I've never heard it. A spank bank, uh, for those who don't know, is the mental bank you have of images to uh, rub one out to. And I have an incredible memory. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, you know, for some, it's porn. You got to be easy with the porn, though. You can't do too much. Yeah. Because then you get reliant on that. Right. If you can, I always feel like this. If you can watch porn when you're not masturbating, we've gone too far. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. Because what should naturally happen, in my opinion, is that it's the like, minute you nut, you're like, what am done. I doing? Listen, all the time for me. I'm like, Eesh. you know, like <laughs> I'm like, what are, what are they doing? This is silly. Yeah. This is silly. Because you're brought back into reality. <laughs> yes. So then you're like, what is this? And then you, right. yeah. And you quickly are like, get that out of here. Yeah, but don't leave it on your phone. Don't because I have opened my phone. That happened to me yesterday. In a car with people. And I have never been more thankful that my phone was on silent <laughs> in my life. Because it would have been a conversation. Mm-hmm. Okay, Amanda, so let's talk about that. <laughs> what was happening there was this. Um, I mean, I have a very, I have like a small vibrator that I that I discovered when we were doing the sex uh, convention episode in season two of Insecure. Okay. And so they had like real displays and so one of the individuals in the cast was like, that's the one. And I was like, okay. And it's like, it's small. Now, I was traveling. You travel, you travel with it? Because I believe in another night. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can use your finger, but it's also efficient it, to just, I mean, it's a not, lot harder. Like, it's and time consuming. It's also a better nut with a vibrator. Let's it just be really real. It really is. Okay, it, it just really, is. Yeah. Okay, like, we're about realness here on this show. <laughs> and so, the the yeah, so there's that. But, I was rushing one time and didn't put it where I usually put it in my bag. And so it ended up in an outer pocket of my bag. And I was at the airport and they flagged my bag. (laughs) I I always have a fear of that. I was like, is this happening? Because I I just knew. I was like, I know what this is about. So she's like, is it? He's like, is Is this your bag? bag? And I was like, oh, that's my bag. That's it. So I see them. (laughs) You know, because they're looking at the screen like, oh, it's the thing that's flags over here. <laughs> so I crane my neck and I'm like, oh, I see where they headed. <laughs> and he starts going in that direction. He starts to unzip. I said, what you're going to find in there is a vibrator. <laughs> that's what you're looking for. That right there is a vibrator. The world stopped. 
Because uh, just a by, by the way, if you're in an embarrassing situation, you got to Eminem right. 8 Mile it. Right. You just got to own it so much harder than everybody else right. that they get embarrassed. You mm-hmm. just got to Eminem 8 Mile it. You bust your ass, you got to be like, I busted my ass. You see me down here on this floor. You see me down here on this floor. Y'all should get on this floor with me because it is popping down here on this floor. You just got to own, own right. it, own it, own it. So I was just like, yeah, that's a vibrate. What you got to pull out is a vibrate. You got gloves? Exactly. <laughs> Do you know that they just zipped it back up and sent me on my way? <laughs> it was never exposed. I always have a fear of that happening. Every time my bag goes through the, the belt, I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, they wear gloves. Thankfully. I just believe... I really, you know, I believe in another night. Mm-hmm. I do. I do think that it's just like... It's just a, a, a method mm-hmm. to clear your head. But again, I will also say it's also like if you cannot sleep, rub one. Absolutely. I'm telling y'all. Hands down. If you wake up frustrated, (laughs) rub one one out. out. Mm -hmm. This is a song. (laughs) This is a reggae record. If you can't sleep, rub one out. If you wake up angry, rub one out. If you get too mad, rub Rub one one out. out. Rub it. (laughs) Rub it. I'm I'm sure that's a reggae song somewhere. <laughs> Already. Right? right. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rub <laughs> it out, rub it out, rub it, rub it, rub it out. And then it gets turned into a soca record. Mm-hmm. Rub it out. Rub it out. <laughs> rub it out. One time, rub it out. Rub it, rub it, rub it, rub it. Rub it, rub it, rub it, rub it. Oi, 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 oi. We rubbing it out. Oi, 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 oi. We rubbing it out. Choir. Oi, 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 oi. We rubbing it out. Oi, 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 We rubbing it out. Rub it. Rub it out. So there's that. The last dose. Christina, this is your first like official Tishel podcast. Yes. yes? Like recording in studio. And thank you to Tree Sound Studio for allowing us to come here and record while I'm in Atlanta. Quick story about Tree Sound Studio. Uh, Molly is, you know, one of the head honchos here at Tree Sound Studio. Uh, about 10, 11 years ago, I was in Atlanta and I was performing and I was brought out here by this promoter who put me up in a hotel that looked fit for sex trafficking. I mean, it was just, uh, I mean, it was really like pure struggle. And I was like, yo, I can't stay there. Like, I just, I can't stay there. And so we went to do the show. The show was also pure struggle. It was like a bunch of acts. It wasn't just me, but it was a bunch of acts. And I was just like, yo, like I'm 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 trying to figure out where where I'm going. He left me there. The person, the promoter, left me at the show. And so I was standing there just like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. And I was talking to other people I met there, but they didn't have the means to like help me with what I was gonna do either. And then this person just like walked up and joined the conversation. And so I was like crying at this point and they're like, well, I mean, I have a place you can come stay. Um, so, you know, we have a studio. You can come spend the night there and then go to the airport in the morning. And I was just like, I don't know this. I don't know. What, I don't know about this. And they were like, no, it's you're good. You're good. That person was Molly. I ended up coming here to Tree Sounds. I spent the night. There was a shower. I showered. 
And was there, is there a shower? Did I make that up? There is a shower. Yes. <laughs> and um, the next morning, this is before Uber and all this shit. Okay. This is also before I had money and all this shit. So like, it wasn't like I had the option of like, I'll just get a hotel. It was like, I don't have the means. So she got me a cab. Yeah. A cab. 2008. <laughs> she got me a cab to the airport. And I was saved. Like, she saved me. Like, angels will will, des will descend ever so often and save you. She saved me. And I have not even seen Molly since. But we were in Atlanta. And I was like, I, you know, we need to record the podcast. And my homegirl was like, oh, you ever heard of Tree Styles? And I was like, actually. And so here we are. So thank you, um, Molly. Again, I will always be... Always, always, always be uh, appreciative to you for that. And thank you, Christina, for joining us. Thank you Where for can people me. find more info about Om Noir? So our um, Instagram, or all of our social media is O-M-N-O-I-R-E. And my personal is Christina M. Rice. Previously C. Rice PR. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I grew up. <laughs> yes. yes. I had to use my whole name. I hear you. <laughs> For That's professional what, I went purposes. back from Amanda Diva to Amanda Yes, Steele. yes, absolutely. Um, but omnoir.com, om at omnoir on our social media. Um, we do have more retreats coming up and just overall just programming um, in various cities. We had an event in Atlanta on uh, March 30th, one in New York on April 6th. So we are going to You're different moving. cities. Yeah, we're moving. Dallas last month in February. Yeah. Well, I love it. I love it all. It's all a part of this bigger work that I think a lot of us are doing to just help the black community yes. elevate not only outwardly, but inwardly. So true. Speaking of which, Smart, Smart Funny and Black, we just announced our tour uh, last week. So the Smart Funny and Black, uh, you know the Vibology 101 tour. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Where do you come up no, with wait, this No, wait, wait, no. It's you know the Vibronics. My bad. You know the Vibronics. You know the Vibronics. Where do I come up with this? Because we sit on the phone until we figure it out. You know the Vibronics 101 tour. We are hitting a bunch of cities. If you don't hear your city, we will be coming to your city before the year is done. That's what we're trying to do. Like, if we can't get it in on this tour, we'll find a way to get it in. Uh, but you can get your tickets at smartfunnyandblack.com, black slash schedule. And also, you can follow Smart Funny and Black on Instagram. We have grown up as well, where we are now posting games. We're posting content. We're really wanting to interact with you all. And I know some of you are like, damn, Amanda don't talk on her Instagram no more. And I'm not going to talk on my Instagram anymore. But if you want to hear about things I have to say and what I'm talking about, you can head on over to Smart, Funny, and Black and follow our Instagram and help support that as a movement. Because along with Om Noir, it's really just about creating safe spaces for Black voices to thrive and to speak outwardly and inwardly to elevate. And if you're not Black and you're listening to this, you need to do it too. <laughs> because we're all living in a world of crisis and we're all having to deal with that in many a way. And some of us are dealing with it with you know, God, some of us are dealing mm -hmm. with it with heroin. Uh, some of us are dealing with it with music. But at the end of the day, we all have the tools within us and we can deal with these things in much healthier ways. And we're working on creating those practices and spaces to do that. Thank you again, Thank Christina. You. Uh, remember to keep telling your friends about small doses and keep growing this show. And thank you again to Tree Sounds. Bye, guys. Star Bands Audio, a, podca <clears throat> a podcast network.